Mr. Gavagal, Kim Do, who's head of Greater China Investments at Bearing Asset Management, and also on the phone from Washington DC, our international economics correspondent Barry Wood. Five six seven a.m. Radio Three. Unlawful or violent acts cannot be condoned. If you see anyone damaging traffic lights, blocking roads, throwing petrol bombs, or fighting, please call nine 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 to report such acts to the police as your situation allows. You may also send a message to the police anti-violence hotline five triple three three one zero three or email hotline at police.gov.hk. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio Three. Let's see how Asian stocks are reacting to all of this. They're now slipping back from their opening prices. The ASX 200 in Australia up a third of a percent. The Nikkei 225 now in Japan is flat on the day. Uh, the Cosby in South Korea up a third of a percent, and it looks like the Hang Seng's going to add about 120 points at the open later on this morning. In the commodities markets, Brent crude oil is trading at $59.51 a barrel. Gold is at $1,569 an ounce. And in the currency markets, the uh, the Japanese yen a little bit stronger now against the dollar at 109.1. Thank you very much for listening this morning. There'll be more Money Talk tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. The weather forecast for today, mainly fine and dry, cold in the morning. The maximum temperature is going to be around 17 degrees during the day. Uh, it's going to be fine and dry in the next couple of days and remain cold in the morning as well. There is a cold weather warning in force along with a red fire danger warning. The temperature right now 12 degrees and it's 61% relative humidity. It's coming up to 8.32. Here's Samantha Butler with the Half Hour News. Hubei authorities have reported a further 26 deaths and 840 new cases of the Wuhan virus. The figures are in line with predictions by Chinese medical experts that it will take another 10 days for the outbreak of the new coronavirus to peak. The death toll now stands at 132 and almost 6,000 confirmed cases. The evacuation of foreign nationals from the virus-stricken city of Wuhan is underway. A Japanese plane and a chartered U.S. flight have left, each carrying over 200 of their citizens. The European Commission has announced it will help repatriate European citizens. Earlier, President Xi Jinping said China was struggling against a demon virus, but he was confident of victory. He was speaking to the visiting head of the World Health Organization. For the Chinese people, we are now in a serious battle against the epidemic. The Chinese government attaches great importance to this. Its purpose is to put the lives and health of the people at the top of all priorities. Therefore, I have been directing and deploying the epidemic prevention and containment work personally. I believe that as long as we strengthen our confidence, help each other and adopt scientific measures of prevention and containment, we will definitely win the battle against the outbreak. In Hong Kong, no new cases of the virus were reported yesterday and confirmed cases remain at eight. The government is reducing the flow of people between here and the mainland by closing several border checkpoints and halving cross-border flights and bus services. All cross-border rail routes will be halted. Public services such as sports facilities, museums and libraries have been suspended and government staff told to work from home. Courts will hear only urgent cases for at least the rest of the week. The MTR Corporation has earlier reported delays on its East Rail line due to persons trespassing on the track at University Station and obstructions on the tracks near other stations. The rail firm said journey time between Hongham and Lo- Lo- Wu- Lok Ma Chow could be delayed by up to 15 minutes.
The United States says it's disappointed at Britain's decision to give the Chinese telecoms company Huawei a role in the development of its 5G mobile network. London says Huawei's input will be limited, but a senior U.S. Republican Senator Tom Cotton said the Chinese Communist Party would now be able to spy on Britain. Here's the BBC's Gordon Carrera. The company will be excluded from the most sensitive core of the network, which directs where data moves, only operating on the periphery in technology around areas like mobile phone masts. Even there, it will not be allowed to operate masts at sensitive locations, such as nuclear sites and military bases. And perhaps most significantly, its share of the market will be capped at 35%. Intelligence officials are confident they can manage the technical risks of keeping it in. But one thing they cannot be sure of is the diplomatic fallout. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Backchat and a happy new year. Konghei Fat Choi to one and all. I'm Hugh Chiverton. Your co-host today is Rachel Cartman. Rachel, good morning to you. Good morning and happy new year. And on the programme today, we're going to be looking ahead to the new year, the year of the rat. What can Hong Kong expect in the coming 12 months? In the middle of a barrage of political, economic, security and health challenges, will things turn around? Are you feeling lucky? Can we do better than revolution and epidemic? Let us know your thoughts. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, as ever. That's Bankchat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, bankchat at rthk.hk, or you can give us a call and uh, join the conversation. 233-88266 is our number. 233-88266, as we look ahead to the year of the rat. Joining us now, we have uh, Joseph Cheng, a, a political commentator, former professor of politics at City University. Uh, Chip Cho, a social commentator, will be lead, uh, joining us later, as well as uh, a feng shui master, uh, Simon Chang, to uh, tell us what we can expect uh, in uh, those terms. Uh, once again, uh, we want to hear from you, and uh, you can uh, contact us by calling 233-88266. A few emails, let's just uh, kick off with uh, some of the emails we've been uh, receiving relating to some relating to our earlier programs, uh, including this one from Bowen that I don't think I read last week. Um, so Bowen says, like Mark O'Neill, I too am afraid that this episode of coronavirus shows up some aspects of Chinese culture which badly needs reforming. Rather than the culinary aspect that Mark referred to, I refer to the tendency to play down the seriousness of the situation when the correct approach should be the opposite. When you have a new virus, which is obviously potentially very dangerous, it's common sense that it's better to be more cautious than necessary than not to be cautious enough. Despite the lesson of SARS, you still find the Chinese authorities and to a certain extent the Hong Kong authorities initially putting out messages that the chances of the virus being contagious is low when little was known. It would have been much better to resist the temptation to make statements which they don't know uh, which they don't know can be substantiated in a context like this. That comes uh, from Bowen. And uh, Andrew Kay says, with the subject line, children watching Now TV coverage of Fanling on Sunday night, I cannot believe how many parents are taking their children to these events. Uh, no doubt they will be the first to blame if a blame the police if a child is injured. Conversely, why are the parents charged with child endangerment and the children taken by social services? Uh, I think he means why not, aren't the not, parents? Yeah, yeah must yeah. do. Okay, and uh, Bernadette says, 
Uh, please tell our government to go to hell, in inverted commas. They have no right to tell us which mask we need to use because the coronavirus that is blasting us away is around China too. Do keep the mainlanders away from Hong Kong if we are seriously making an effort to contain this within their borders, not our borders. Good luck with dealing with our spaced-out government officials. That come from uh, Bernadette. And just an update on the uh, train problem. Normal service, so the transport department, is gradually resuming on the East Rail line. So the East Rail line uh, getting back to uh, normal. That's the uh, latest update. Well, uh, that's a timely update, and I think it's a timely thing to have happened because uh, many of us, I think, will be quite amazed that the protests are still going on at this particular moment when the rest of Hong Kong is busy hunkering down, putting on its masks and so on. Professor Cheng, what do you think about the way the protests are going to do and the protesters are going to develop over the forthcoming year? Well, I do believe that the protests will go on, but at this moment, uh, certainly even the, the radical protesters uh, realize that this, this is not a good time to uh, launch, to initiate any large-scale protest activities. As the, we, we all expect, we all anticipate a very difficult, a very challenging year ahead, but as the Chinese saying goes, a crisis also offers opportunities. Uh, facing a common threat, I, I do believe that Hong Kong people can easily come to a consensus on what our priorities are. And it also offers an opportunity for the Kerry Lam administration to demonstrate leadership, to appeal to the people, to mobilize the people, to face the crisis, and to listen to the people so that if we all perform well and overcome the, uh, the threats of the virus, of the epidemic, we may come out stronger, more united, and uh, improve our reputation uh, in the international community. Although, unfortunately, the government has not been able to demonstrate this, this inclination at least. Uh, the crisis offers a very good opportunity for the government to improve its dialogue with various uh, sectors of the population. For example, it can certainly start with a dialogue with the newly elected uh, district councillors. Uh, it is a good measure for the chief executive to meet the newly elected district council chairman and vice chairman. They certainly have a lot to say. And I think this definitely should be a good starting point in the coming days, especially after the chief executive's meeting with the DAB leadership. Has she got a date fixed for a meeting with district councillors? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> this, would have, this would have taken place long ago, ago because we all know the elections took place uh, in November. And as yet, there are no serious meetings between the executive, uh, between the chief executive and the newly elected district councillors. There was a briefing session chaired by the uh, chief, chief secretary of administration, but this was largely boycotted right. uh, because uh, the district councillors did not see uh, any chance for meaningful dialogue uh, in that meeting.
I mean, you could argue, couldn't you, that the only person who's shown any real guts so far is the Commissioner of Police, uh, the, new, the new Commissioner of Police, who at least has gone round and spoken to individual district councils, even if he sometimes got up and walked out when he's found them too annoying. I do agree. Uh, at least a willingness to... Uh to attend the meetings and to explain his position, to explain the position of the police force is, is worthwhile. It's a worthwhile effort. Uh, although, as you said, more patience probably should be required. There should be more tolerance uh, and more uh, politeness, uh, more patience in dealing with the district councillors because, as we all know, uh, elected representatives of the people tend to be critical of government officials and they tend to try to uh, secure the limelight in front of the media. Uh, these attitudes should be understood, should be, should be tolerated, and one should uh, genuinely demonstrate sincerity in establishing a dialogue. Yeah, I can remember from my own days that um, <laughs> spending time with the, at a district council meeting could be, could be quite a test of toleration. But, um, they were very, very long meetings, I understand. Yeah, they were. And as you say, you had to sit and listen to quite a, quite a lot of what might be called grandstanding. Uh, but anyway, but as you say, I mean, the district councils too obviously have a real responsibility too during this crisis because uh, environmental hygiene and so on is definitely on their agenda. Exactly. And these are, if I may say, not politically divisive issues. For example, uh, they, they do say that people need more uh, uh, masks, need more detergents to wash their hands and so on. And if the government can respond decisively and promptly, uh, this not only meets the demand of the district councillors and the community, the, this also offers an opportunity to demonstrate its responsiveness, its efficiency in dealing with people's demands. And this should be done, as I was saying, this is also an opportunity for the government to demonstrate its leadership, to demonstrate the usual efficiency on the part of the Hong Kong administration. But unfortunately, people now see that even Macau performs better than Hong Kong, and we can't even compete with Macau in, uh, in its responsiveness to the demands of the people. Sorry, what, what are the protesters up to? What's the thinking of, for example, bombing a toilet in a hospital? You can't think of a softer, more, more vulnerable place to, to do it, uh, you know, to, to do this kind of act. Why would you do that? I, I can't speak for them because mm. I, I really just as an analyst, can you, their motivation. I'm not expecting you to speak for them. but I would say that these are the activities of very, very, very small groups of people who are still angry and so on and who want to demonstrate, to vent their anger against the lack of responsiveness on the part of the government to the demands of the people, like blocking the entry of mainlanders uh, visiting Hong Kong for the time being. And I, and I but, but again, if you, I don't know, venting your anger, it just seems to be... A funny way to do it. You might vent oh, yeah. it against the people in power or something like that. But 
I a toilet in a hospital? This is wrong. This should be condemned. This is wrong. This is illegal. But I, I'm just saying that mm. there is quite a bit of anger on the part at the community level uh, against the lack of responsiveness against the relative inaction on the part of the government. For example, we noticed that uh, the, uh, at the community level, there, was, uh, a lot of there were a lot of protests against the initial attempt on the government of designating a public housing estate for uh, uh, quarantine facility and so on. And on that occasion, we certainly uh, saw that uh, people, irrespective of their political orientations, they did come together and protest and to try to block the uh, uh, entry into the area and so on. So again, these are not activities to be uh, to be tolerated to some extent. Uh, but they, these activities, these protests, uh, do demonstrate the anger on the part of the people and the worry and concern on the part of the people in a time of crisis. Uh, it has to be understood that in a time of crisis like these, like this, people may get easily excited and they may demonstrate uh, a higher degree of excitement, of intolerance, and, and the government has to demonstrate uh, a certain understanding. And I, I think it is wise on the part of the government to give assurance uh, right away that this practice will not be implemented uh, and that it understands the concern and the worries of the people at the community level. I mean, there are suggestions, I mean, they did back down. The government backed down on the on the funneling yes. plan. And though, I mean, I, I see a report in South China Morning Post, though I haven't heard it elsewhere, but I don't know. It, it says that uh, also the government planned to offer free treatment in the city to mainlanders, along with anyone else needing hospitalisation uh, due to the coronavirus. Uh, the rates, uh, the arrangements, those arrangements will be changed and public hospitals will charge all non-residents uh, for th medical costs. I think costs. that's the case. I've, I've seen okay. that too. You've seen that elsewhere, thank of, you. An, sort of an official. So there you go. There's a couple of ways that where um, it seems they have responded to uh, public demands. Yes. Ar you know, uh, uh, in the past, uh, actually, it was only yesterday that the government uh, responded to some of these uh, demands, some of these concerns and worries. Uh, apparently, Hong Kong people are quite worried that uh, they may suffer from a lack of medical uh, services given the extent of the crisis, and they certainly want to uh, en enjoy the benefits of priority in receiving those services. And they are very, very, very concerned if uh, uh, mainlanders coming to Hong Kong are given free treatment. This may attract a lot of mainlanders coming to the territory and therefore uh, adversely affect the services that will be given to the Hong Kong people. So these concerns are natural, uh, and the government has to, has to understand these concerns. Uh, I, I do believe that they do not uh, demonstrate any strong resentment against mainlanders. It is just uh, a reaction uh, seeking self-protection. 
uh, in the time of crisis. Yeah, I mean, there certainly were rumours, I don't know whether they were true or not, of a lot of mainlanders in the early stages deliberately coming to Hong Kong because they believed that the Hong Kong medical services were better. And they might not be wrong, of course. <laughs> yes, we know. I mean, years ago, there was... Uh, uh, a small crisis of pregnant women from mainland mm. China seeking services in Hong Kong, uh, in the maternity wards of Hong Kong hospitals. That also generated uh, quite a bit of resentment, uh, although uh, even though at that time, relations between Hong Kong and mainland China uh, were much better than, than those of today. Yeah, I mean, yeah, going back a few years ago, you've got to say this is like, in one sense, this is more and more like 2003, isn't it? And that you've got the political problems, and you had Article 23 then, and, and the uh, extradition bill protests uh, now, uh, coming at the same time as a, as a health, severe health problem uh, with SARS then and the Wuhan virus now. And those two things coming together uh, led to, or also coincided with sort of economic problems, big economic problems. Um, exactly. is, it, is it 2003 all over again? And if so, what does that mean? What does that suggest for the coming year? To some extent, it, it was, uh, it is a repetition. And you, you mentioned 2003. Uh, I remember in those, in those days, some villagers in mainland China uh, even set up uh, patrols and guard posts mm. to disallow uh, the, their own village people, their own youngsters coming back to the village uh, from uh, major cities in Beijing and so on. So uh, in, a, in a crisis, uh, during a panic kind of situation, you, you, you could see this kind of action, uh, villagers denying entry from their own villages, from the young people of their own own families own, in, within the village. So uh, uh, this kind of attitude uh, should be understood, should be studied, and, and measures should be made uh, uh, to satisfy the people's worries and concerns. And if the government can do better in anticipating and satisfying and removing the worries uh, of Hong Kong people, it will stand to gain. It will stand to, uh, to restore its reputation, its, uh, its reputation and its trust among Hong Kong people, which certainly have been um, badly damaged in the several months before. Mm. I mean, possibly one area where they could do more is, is giving out information. I mean, I remember during SARS that after a slightly shaky start, the government was giving out a lot of information all the time, whereas at the moment, as ever, there are quite a lot of um, f fake news, uh, bizarre advice floating around on social media. Exactly. Uh, we, we may, for example, start with something very simple, very basic, the supply of masks. Uh, it will be uh, wise for the government to inform the public the, uh, the storage <laughs> or the, uh, uh, how many masks uh, does Hong Kong have at the moment, uh, the manufacturing capacity of Hong Kong facilities, and what measures has the government uh, taken to uh, ensure supply. Uh, it will certainly pay for the government to uh, take action to import 
even add uh, additional calls from countries in Europe, uh, a new supply uh, through air transport back to Hong Kong to satisfy the demand and to uh, and to reduce the worry and concern on the part of the people. These uh, extraordinary measures will help to demonstrate the government's responsiveness to people's concerns. And it is worthwhile to think out of the box, not just uh, depend on market supply, but to adopt extraordinary measures on the part of the government to import as soon as possible various necessities uh, from abroad so that people can see that the government uh, really can and are ready to respond to the people's worries. Simple things like masks uh, at this stage in these few days are significant measures. Yeah, it's a very sore point, isn't it? People are saying, on the one hand, you're telling me to wear a mask all the time, and uh, on the other hand, I can't buy them anywhere. I mean, yeah. I, I, personally, I could say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and I think the government should really uh, adopt extraordinary measures to import uh, as soon as possible a huge supply of masks and to supply them, for example, through the district councillors. And this will help to uh, win the uh, support of the district councillors as well as to distribute the mass uh, in a rather efficient manner at the grassroots level. Things like this are, are helpful. And I, I think the government should also think in terms of uh, rebuilding the gov- uh, people's trust uh, and respect for the government um, from this point of view. What about the uh, elections? How do you see that playing out? Do you think it's a question of whether the government can restore that trust that you spoke of before then? They can do that over the summer, then they would make a good showing? Well, the pro-establishment camps should not do too badly uh, in the coming legislative council. Be- better, than the, better than the district councils, you think? Because of the electoral system. Okay, yeah. uh, as we all know, the pro-establishment camp despite its uh, very heavy losses in the previous district council elections, uh, still retained about 42% of the votes in a very, very high turnout of uh, over 70%. This was respectable performance. If they could maintain that level of support, they should not they should not do too badly in the uh, Legislative Council elections. So it is important, again, for the government to be seen to be handling the elections in a fair, impartial manner uh, without uh, unnecessary disqualifications of the candidates and so on. Yeah, do you, th- uh, do you think that maybe the liaison office is going to step back a little bit? Because they've been, you know, s- s- very obviously coordinating efforts in the past. Do you think they're going to either hide that better or or step back from that a bit? Well, the new head of the central liaison office, uh, we are waiting to see the strategy on the part of the central liaison office. Uh, It appears that the pro-Beijing United Fund Network has been uh, attaching, has been according a very high priority to the elections. Uh, As you can see that, uh, in the few days before and during the Chinese New Year, uh, their activists, their 
uh, potential candidates and their uh, former candidates at the district council elections had not had uh, they had all been working hard at the street level distributing uh, goodwill gifts to to the people around so you can see that um, the election campaign uh, in in that way has already been started, that resources have been mobilized, and the United Front certainly aims to do well. Uh, because after all, the United Front uh, has been spending a lot of money uh, with the backup of the central government, and it has to deliver results. Uh, and there have been uh, political gossips that the centralized on office may be uh, they have been instructed by Beijing to uh, launch a shake-up of the entire United Front, uh, uh, given the apparent incompetence and even perhaps corruption uh, within the United Front. Mm. Okay, just a couple more comments from uh, listeners then. Uh, on uh, Facebook, Marianne says, I certainly hope the Beijing government will finally tackle the problem of consumption of so-called exotic animals and put a nationwide ban. And uh, Richard, in an email, says, I predict that for the new year, RTHK will continue to invite people who refuse to condemn violence, including the bombing of the Caritas Hospital, the uh, uh, toilet in Jordan Road and Shenzhen Bay Control Point, continue its misreporting. Not only did its English channel fail to report the beating of a mainland man, but RTHK also failed to report that a student is now facing life imprisonment for the uh, assault. Uh, If RTHK thinks its work with Operation Santa Claus absolves it of blame for harming society, it is seriously deluded. And uh, Martin, uh, uh, hello Martin, I've spoken to you for a long time, says uh, I was amazed and condemn a jockey club racing event on 27th as promoted on Morning Brew. The jockey club have no special privilege uh, since Ocean Park, Disneyland and most civic or cultural events have been cancelled. We should be focused on the novel coronavirus and its eradication. Thanks for that. And the weather before we break for the news. Mainly fine and dry. Cold this morning. Temperatures up to 17 degrees. Cold weather warning now. 12 degrees. Humidity at 60%. Total journey time between Hong Hum and Lo Wu Lok Ma Chow was delayed by up to 15 minutes during the morning rush hour. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back. This is uh, Back Chat on uh, a Wednesday morning. First one of the year uh, of the rap with Rachel Cartland and uh, me, Hugh Chiverton. Uh, we're talking, well, we're looking ahead basically to what we can expect. Uh, a little bit of fortune telling uh, for the uh, coming year. Uh, we have with us uh, Joseph Cheng, a uh, former professor of politics at the City University of Hong Kong. We hope Chip Cho will be joining us. And later, we're also going to be joined by uh, a feng shui master to uh, finish off the program uh, with uh, his prediction. Once again, uh, if you want to uh, join in, then please email backchat at rthk.hk and we'll read out your comments. Uh, or you can uh, send us a, uh, you can join our Facebook page, that's backchat and rthk radio 3, or you can telephone us. And our number is 233 and we'll put you on air. Uh, a couple of interesting uh, comments. First of all, uh, Drake says, uh, I am sorry we are having an F start of the year. 
As for the chance for Carrie to demonstrate her leadership, it's equally effed up so far. Attached is the data which Apple Daily compiled of the 132,000 mainland visitors who entered Hong Kong over the Lunar New Year. The ports that are going to be closed account only accounted for 10.8% of the traffic. That explains why Blue Ribbonist joins hand to blockade and burn down the vacant housing estate in Fan Ling. Um... On a separate note, the bombers made their purpose clear. If the government don't close the mainland borders, they would plant more bombs to stop the medical services. It was not just an act of anger, which on the other hand, medical practitioners are planning for a strike for the same reason, closing the borders. But more of them would stay in position for the sake of professionalism, while the government continues to encourage the influx of mainlanders, including giving free treatment to all pneumonia cases, another effed up measure which they had to retract, uh, a day later. Uh, that's Drake's take on things. And uh, Andrew, uh, this is Andrew F., uh, with the subject line, Year of the Xenophobe, says, Wow, Professor Cheng just used the word condemn in relation to the hospital bomb. Please remind him that the cor correct script is I do not support. I presume it was a momentary lapse on his part. The main thing here is to further demonise mainlanders as LAHKG, the pan-democrats and apologists for them, like your current guest, do so well. That comes from uh, Andrew F. Thank you. So, Professor Chang, do you think that in line with that uh, last email, there is going to be some reaction within the community as a result of these... Uh, very radical and, um, you know, rather misdirected protests in the sense that you don't know who that bomb might hurt or kill. Uh, as I was saying, these activities came from a very, very small group of people and certainly uh, these activities are not supported by the vast, vast majority of Hong Kong people, including supporters of the pro-democracy movement. The supporters of the pro-democracy movement in general certainly refuse to uh, support these activities, but their position has all the time been that the main responsibility comes from the government. The government should respond uh, to the demands of the pro-democracy movement. The government should listen and engage in a dialogue with the protesters. I think uh, it is very clear-cut that the bulk, that the vast, vast majority of the supporters of the pro-democracy of the pro-democracy movement have all the time been supporting a lawn-balance approach. Mm, but they've also got this, or have had this principle that they won't split the movement in any way, haven't they? Do you think that this m more violent t tendency towards more violence may change that attitude? It all depends on the part of the uh, on the part of the government. Uh, obviously, all measures adopted by the government must be directed to facilitate the return to normalcy uh, on the part of the entire community, that it must demonstrate a willingness to respond to the demands uh, articulated by the pro-democracy movement, uh, as well as to bring about uh, a reconciliation on the part of the entire community. Certainly, uh, we, we now see 
a lot of bitterness between the uh, pro-establishment camp and the pro-democracy camp, and this is not healthy. Uh, and and the, the situation may well continue to deteriorate if the government uh, is not perceived to be to be initiating any measures to try to bring about a reconciliation process. It must start a reconciliation process, and it has been repeated so many, so many times that the setting up of an independent commission of inquiry is definitely the essential step of demonstrating this responsiveness as well as a willingness to start a reconciliation process. Well, we're also joined now by uh, Chip Cho, social commentator. Chip, good morning to you. Happy New Year. Hello, good morning. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, so we've, we've now got uh, an epidemic to add to the revolution and the economic slump. Uh, do you see uh, any cause for optimism in the, uh, in the coming year? Are you feeling optimistic about the year of the rat? Oh, not at all. Hong Kong, <laughs> we all know, is in a disaster of biblical scale. Well, it is God's wrath, right? Mm. God feels very, very angry. I think, as a Catholic, uh, Carrie Lamb should go to church and uh, find uh, a father to make a proper confession. Uh, the, the, the SAR government has not been responsive to any crisis at all. Uh, the whole community is angered. Uh, the, uh, the, the communist propaganda machine has been doing a bad job. Only until two weeks ago, it had been uh, bashing people who uh, called for the government to act on this China virus as um, as uh, brewing uh, Hong Kong independence. Right? And now the uh, pro-Beijing voices are all joining in, calling for uh, calling for uh, selling of Hong Kong. Now, I don't know what the hell has been going on, right? Uh, all, political, all politically correct uh, calls, such like uh, anti-discrimination against uh, against uh, 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 some sort of you know, ethnic minorities or minorities of people coming from a certain city like Wuhan uh, have been collapsing because uh, China is in a mess. Mm. Uh, villages and peoples of different tongues, various tongues have been building their own wall, making Donald Trump very happy uh, by... Uh, by uh, <laughs> doing their own brick layering, by uh, making their barricades, whatever you know, I, I don't know how to explain what's what's been happening in Hong Kong. I've never seen this. Hmm. I've never seen this, to be honest. Right. Mm. So Professor Cheng was suggesting earlier that this could actually be a great opportunity for the government and carry to redeem themselves and re-establish themselves with public respect. But you obviously don't see any chance of that no, happening. No way. I mean, this lady has demonstrated uh, her, her, her degree of intelligence in the past seven months, right? I think, uh, well, it would be up to the uh, U.S. government now 
which has been, I'm sure, watching Hong Kong very closely uh, to uh, to uh, announce any guidelines on what's happening in Hong Kong, such as uh, whether airplanes or whether flights coming into Hong Kong should be stopped from America or whatever. Now you must uh, just write off Kerry Lam's government or you have to write off, even write off the WHO or the, uh, the, the World Health Organization because uh, it has been uh, uh, relying on what China has been so-called officially announcing uh, for Hong Kong people to assess what's been really going on in China uh, to decide whether the, the China virus would spill over and how badly it's going to spill over. So Hong Kong is in an unprecedented uh, public panic. Mm. Right? So I, I don't know, right? I mean, whether emergency acts should be uh, implemented, such as uh, round-the-clock curfew or whatever, you know, and... Um, how long, how long uh, hospital staff are able to cope with? Because it is a com- it is a professional community in full panic too, and now those who feel scared are being blamed, right, for uh, not being professional, not being brave, but they are not getting enough uh, resources. Uh, Politically, people are blaming each other for being disloyal to China and patriotic or calling for Hong Kong independence in a, in a subtle way or whatever. It's a big mess. Right? Yeah. Hong Kong is, in fact, uh, in a state of total anarchy, I think. Mm. It's a bit of a ghost town. I mean, I came in on the MTR this morning and... Uh, from one point of view, it was great. You know, I a big choice of seats. Kowloon Tong Station, uh, easy to get through, but it's uh, quite. It is quite amazing to see. I mean, more so than during the SARS epidemic. I, I think. No, I think it looks even worse. Mm. Uh, <laughs> medical experts uh, from Hong Kong University have warned that uh, it could be uh, ten times worse than SARS. In the number, I mean, yes, it could be a bit of uh, emotional exaggeration, but I believe in uh, medical experts with Western uh, academic background, other than well, rather than anyone officially Chinese. Yeah. Do you think if we're going to look for any bright spot, do you think that within the mainland there could be um, a bit of a revolution in the attitudes towards eating wild animals, which we've seen over and over again? Well, it's eating uh, soup, eating wild animals, you know, well, us uh, liberals in the West, they think it is a part of the Chinese uh, Confucian culture, whatever, mm-hmm. which should be res- respected. If you keep uh, being critical, you are branded as a racist, you are branded as a, a China basher, whatever. Now, I would leave those people there uh, to be punished by, uh, uh, by the outcome of whatever they've been eating. Um, uh, well, I'm more concerned about the fate of Hong Kong. What, what? Right? what is going to happen to the border? What's going to happen to, happen to the uh, uh, international airport in Chekhlap Kok, right? Uh, the all um, the ports right along the border. I mean, how many mainland uh, tourists, especially those who are from Wuhan or indirectly 
related to Wuhan uh, being admitted to Hong Kong. We need the real figures every day. What do you think is the mood in Hong Kong? If some, you know, if an overseas journalist or something got in touch with you and said, what's the mood like in the people of Hong Kong? What would you say, Chip? Uh, I think if they land in Hong Kong, they would think they're watching uh, a, a, a uh, Hollywood uh, science fiction blockbuster, <laughs> a zombie movie uh, or, some, or something like that. You know, they're kind of scared. It's getting a little bit unrealistic. <laughs> now I'm in I'm in Taiwan. I'm in Taipei now. I try oh. to go to pharmacies, trying to buy uh, a, 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 some uh, mask or whatever. You know, I was told no. It's all sold out. Yeah, I think this is happening all over the world because, unlike SARS, this is an an, an illness that people are very worried about everywhere in the world. I've heard that in UK it's difficult to get to get masks and other supplies. Hand sanitizer running out too. Have you managed to buy that in Taipei? Uh, well, I I was I was at the night market in Taipei. You know, local people, hawkers were watching uh, television news, and they looked very worried. Mm. Right, they all they all told me they have been lucky to have voted Tsai Ying Wen in to get who got re-elected. Otherwise, the whole island would collapse if it is now under the KMT rule. <laughs> I mean, now, this is what I was told by taxi drivers. So, uh, so, so that's another, another of Carrie Lam's achievements, isn't it? I mean, we, the, she I th really, I think, altered the views of the electorate in Taiwan so completely that... Uh, well, not, not only that, she is connecting one disaster with another. She is an atom, she is a nuclear bomb. <laughs> she's the, she's a the Christmas gift and together a New Year's gift for her idol, President Xi Jinping, making his dream come true. The export of the so-called Beijing model as the Chinese propaganda machine has been publicizing in the past few years. Now the whole in, well, the international image of Chinese people or Chinese culture uh, is, uh, is uh, melting down. Now, yeah. what I fear could be a kind of, you know, global anti-Chinese campaign going on, you know. Or, I mean, not unofficially. Mm. Well, unofficially. Uh, what is going to happen to Chinese students studying in Western countries? Mm. You know, whether you have a Chinese labor in the remote town, in the in a country like uh, uh, Canada, whatever. Well, you know, maybe maybe not Canada. Canada's, Canada's so tolerant, but the U.S. is always ready to, uh, to look at look at Chinese and, and yeah, say, "I'm not sure." The U, we have uh, you have a more effective U.S. Uh, uh, a more effective government in the U.S., which talks about common sense. That's the difference. Uh, Joseph Chang, this is a, this is a time for and a program for you know just being a bit of a fortune teller or whatever. Do you think that Carrie Lam will be in charge of Hong Kong this time next year? Potentially, there is a, there's still a good opportunity for this to happen. Uh, I think the Chinese authorities are concerned uh, with the image uh, that Chinese leadership could not 
could not afford to be seen to have made mistakes in the choice of four consecutive <laughs> chief executives <laughs> and to start a new election process uh, of a successor to Carrie Lam uh, within her first term would be extremely troublesome. And as uh, Chip Cho has just mentioned, in the coming year, uh, you have the U.S. presidential uh, campaign, and Donald Trump has made clear that he would raise the issue of Hong Kong in the Sino-American trade negotiations, in the second stage negotiations. I think the entire uh, international community will be reassessing the nature of the Chinese communist regime. So there is a tendency uh, for the Chinese authorities to avoid rocking the boat uh, uh, during these difficult times. And the handling of the uh, stepping down of the head of the central Dyson office, Wang Ximin, uh, was a good example. Uh, he was quietly transferred to another insignificant post, although uh, at the same rank. Uh, there was no condemnation uh, of uh, Wang's uh, misdeeds during his tenure. So the general tendency of avoiding rocking the boat, the general tendency of avoiding setting a uh, bad example for local officials in China uh, engaging in various crackdowns following the instructions of the Chinese leadership, like in Tibet, like in Xinjiang, uh, would probably uh, deter the Chinese authorities from forcing uh, uh, a change of our chief executive within a year or so. Okay, another comment from uh, Drake, uh, who says, uh, following up on an earlier email, mind you, the Blue Ribbonists were among the vandals who blockaded and burnt the vacant housing estate in Fanling. That's what this successful government has achieved, turning the people violent for all failed measures. And uh, Drake says this pneumonia is definitely more serious than SARS because it's already contagious when the virus is dormant, i.e. before any signs of symptoms. That comes from Drake, although uh, I've heard... Uh, to the contrary as well, so uh, I'm not sure that that's definitely true, the case. Anyway, uh, joining us now also, we have uh, Michael Chang, who's an architect and uh, as well as a, a feng shui master. Tell us a little bit about what we can expect. Uh, Mr Chang, good morning to you. Good morning, everybody. And thank you for joining us. Happy New Year. Okay, you so uh, briefly, are things, yeah, are things in Hong Kong going to get better or worse this year? Hong uh, Kong is going to get a little bit better but not the the crisis is not over yet uh-huh. and how about carrie lamb there's been a, a interesting back and forth on her fate is she going to survive the year of the rat as a ce or not uh well to some maybe some some people are very disappointed but he she's going to be getting better okay right uh, so uh because um last year uh, the her office is what we call offending the uh, we call the god of the year. Okay, mm-hmm. now the, the the position have changed, and but we have uh, a very big uh, how to say astrological um, phenomena at the end of this year where the Jupiter and Saturn are meeting at one location. 
Okay, this is a big change in in terms of astrology for 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 the feng shui of everybody. So we are we are changing, but we are changing for for, for and during this time, um, I can say that this year will be a year of disaster. Oh, there will be a thanks. lot of um, calamities, uh, like a volcano, earthquake, and even airplane disasters. Oh. Okay. So, but but in general, <laughs> yeah. the situation in yes. Hong Kong, I mean, the rioting and also the demonstration will be lessened. Oh. than what we have seen in last year. And, and, and is there, can you look further ahead than this year? Can you, look, can you look, really look forward to um, a, a time when things will be peaceful again, or is, is Feng Shui a bit limited in that respect? What, you, what, what do you mean by looking forward? Be, I'm sorry, beyond, I'm, I'm, beyond one year? Is the uh, way yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, you know... Uh, if you look at the statistic, okay, I don't, I don't need, need to tell you the the, the, the thing. You can even check yourself. Um, actually, at every time when Jupiter and Saturn met, which is roughly around twenty years period, mm. Hong Kong is uh, facing a kind of a tie of immigration. Immigration, so people are moving out of Hong Kong. Mm. Okay. Now we have this in uh, 2003. We have this in 1984. We have this in 1960s or something. So, so it's a time where some people in Hong Kong are, are not contented with the situation and then move out. Okay. So this this time will will start, and uh, I can say that Hong Kong will will be calming down after this year, but. The crisis are still there, you know. The 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 people and the government, you know, the the, the situation hasn't changed much, but uh, they will be actually uh, try try to say a little bit over, uh, and, and the, our situation gets back to normal in two thousand and twenty four. Oh, quite a long time to wait, unfortunately. Yeah, could... no, no. This is a this is a kind of a transition. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, a chip show. So we got we've got to add volcanoes and and aircraft accidents to 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 everything else. Uh, it seems. Uh, let's let's go the whole hog. Do you think Do you think basically Hong Kong is broken? That's it. Uh, we will never get back to normal. We'll never. And one country, two systems, has reached the end of the road.
that is Western colonialism. Now, this native government is, has been proved totally incompetent in uh, looking after its own people. Now, it would be up to the American consulate now to assess whether or when or whether flights into Hong Kong should be suspended. Now, if that day comes, if that, if that takes place, I mean, expect the Hang Seng Index to uh, just to, uh, to, to, to fall by a couple of a thousand points. You know, it would be more panic in, in Hong Kong. I don't know what, uh, what's going to happen. Now, China, this regime in Beijing seems to take uh, a face into uh, account, right? Pri prioritize the, the concept of face uh, to an unbelievable degree. And uh, what uh, this is what Hong Kong people uh, are, are going to face. They should have protested uh, drastically. A million people took to the street in 1989. Well, I mean, they, they, they should have foreseen what would happen in 30 years' time, right? It's a little bit too late. Now, those who have money, those who have their Canadian or British passport uh, uh, hidden in the pocket, grab it. I hate to say this because Donald Trump's supporters in, in uh, Colorado are not going to, uh, <laughs> to, to uh, like to hear it. It's, uh, it's, I mean, we are, we, are we are witnessing history in the making. Honestly, I, 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 I don't know what to say. I can't really foretell, right? I mean, consult the feng shui master or read the uh, first few chapters of the Old Testament or whatever, you know? and, uh, and uh, start praying. Uh, but we're hearing from the Feng Shui Master everything will be okay, at least by 2024. Is, is that right, Mr. Chang? Uh, because I think the situation, uh, actually, every 20 years, Hong Kong has gone through such a crisis in some sort, okay? We have the SARS right at the, at the time when they, it's again, the Saturn and the Jupiter met, okay, roughly around that time. So, so we have this this this, this uh, disease now in in, uh, in Hong Kong coming in. Uh, actually, this is going to be a year of the of the disease or epidemics because, um, according to the Feng Shui charts, the disease sign is in the south of China. So we are we are right at the position, at the the, the tie of the at the eye of of the typhoon or, the, or something, okay. So so we are in a very critical situation at the moment, but I think that there will be a kind of a month of uh, drastic change. There will be in May and June this year, and then also at the end of the year that is around uh, November and December. These are the two uh, major changing months of the of the situation. Okay. Okay. Well, Michael so. Chang, Michael Chang, thanks thanks for joining us, Feng Shui Master. Thanks to uh, Chip Cho. Uh, Jr. says, please get the rambling old man Chip Cho off air. He's such an exaggerationist. That's from uh, Jr. And uh, one more email. This is from uh, Andrew F. Who says, since Chip brought it up, the BBC deals with a lot of the fake news surrounding bat soup, etc. 
Uh, and he quotes the BBC article today, the video was not shot in Wuhan or in China, for that matter. Originally filmed in 2016, it shows popular blogger and travel show host uh, Wang Menyun during a trip to Palau, an archipelago in the Western Pacific Ocean, uh, eating that uh, bant soup. Andrew, thank you for that uh, information. Joseph Cheng, thank you very much indeed for uh, joining us today. Social commentator, political commentator, former professor of politics at the uh, City University. Thank you all very much indeed. And uh, Rachel... Many thanks to you. Thanks. Just, just cheered feel, us all up. Yeah, hasn't it just? <laughs> and uh, thanks to our, our producer, uh, Michelle, once again. Here's the weather forecast. Mainly fine and dry today. Cold this morning. Temperatures up to about 17 degrees uh, during the day. The outlook fine and dry in the next couple of days. It's going to stay cold in the morning with relatively large temperature difference between day and night. And then the temperatures expected to rise over the weekend. It's pretty chilly at the moment. There's a cold weather warning as the red as the uh, as well as the red fire danger warning. 12 Celsius at the observatory and the relative humidity down at 58%. Do you wish to learn more interesting things? Are you hoping to have a platform to showcase your talent? Do you want to have your own home? Would you like to have more development opportunities? Do you hope to live at ease? What are your views? Your opinions matter. Go to www.budget.gov.hk and share your views on the 2020-21 budget. 9.33, the news now with Samantha Butler. Hubei authorities have reported a further 26 deaths from the Wuhan coronavirus. The figures are in online with predictions by Chinese medical experts that it'll take another 10 days for the outbreak to peak. The death toll now stands at 132, with almost 6,000 confirmed cases on the mainland. The MTR Corporation says objects including bamboo sticks, bicycles and rubbish bins were found on the tracks of its East Rail line this morning. The rail firm said it cleared the debris before the first train started, but later found people were trespassing on the tracks at University Station and other objects were found on the tracks at nearby stations. And President Trump has announced what he's called his ultimate deal for Middle East peace, giving Israel sovereignty over all its settlements in the occupied West Bank while promising the Palestinians Palestinians an economic bonus and future statehood. He warned the Palestinians this might be their last chance. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. It's time right now on Radio 3 to say good morning to Phil Whelan and his guests on The Morning Brew. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Hi. Good morning. And good morning to you too. How are you doing? Excellent. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good Fine, thank you. Thanks for inviding me to your show. How are you? Good morning. Good to see you. On your radio and live online, this is The Morning Brew.